Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going into a part number three of the series entitled A New Life. Today's subtitle is Accused. Have you ever been accused of anything? Well, I'm telling you, once you find out about the powerful name of Jesus, things will definitely change. So stick around. You want to hear the entire message. Believe me, it's going to be awesome. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter and video blog. It's called Kingdom Inspiration. Make sure you just go to the homepage and you'll see it right there. Just enter your email address and hit submit and we will send you weekly inspiration. It's just that easy. It's fast, it's easy, and it's free. So log on today at www.kingdomrock.org and sign up for Kingdom Inspiration. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message that is subtitled, Accused, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. It's time to live. We want everybody to grab your Bibles, grab your pens, grab your pads. That's your paper pad or your iPad, your zebra pad, whatever pad you got. Uh, get ready and be prepared to live. Live um, is an alliteration, I believe, an acrostic, an acrostic, and it means the every, of course, every letter has a meaning. The L in live means it's time to listen. Uh, the I means it's it, we're going to do what? Interpret. That means you're going to you're going to hear the word of God, then you're going to interpret or understand what you are hearing you must do that the third thing is what value that is you're going to find something of value that you're listening that while while you are listening you are listening for value there's something in this there's something in this that i can receive for myself for my family something in this that i need it may be something for the moment a word for the moment or, the, uh, or a word for something you just went through or a word for something that you are about to go through, that you are about to experience. But there is something of value there that the Holy Spirit will quicken you. He'll quicken you and you'll know, hey, I need that. Let me let me make a note of that. After you listen and interpret that is listening for understanding and you write down things that are of value. Thirdly, rather fourth, you're going to go out to experience the word of God. You're going to experience it. What good is it to you if you heard a word uh, or got understanding about how to make a million dollars, but you never put it in practice? Okay. The word of God, uh, Bible studies, uh, sermon ministries is there for you to go out and to experience what has been preached. What gives it to you? The Lord Jesus gave a beautiful illustration. He said there were two men uh, that uh, heard the word and uh, one heard it, but didn't do anything with it. And the storms came and all that came. The floods came and rains came and beat on his house and his house fell because it wasn't founded upon a rock. But then there was another man who heard the word and did what was said. And the same floods came, same winds came, same uh, rains descended, and it beat on that house, but that house did not fall. Why? Because he did what was said. Okay, so I don't want any of you uh, to ever get in, the, get in the mode of just coming to church for entertainment purposes. If you're coming for entertainment purposes, then that means you can just sit and look if there's something funny, you laugh, there's something enjoyable, you remember it. But after that, you walk out and have received nothing, nothing but a good time. That's it. Yes, your pastor can be quite humorous at times. But if all you want is a comedy message, there are several comedy channels and things that you can go to. You don't have to come to a building for a comedy message. Can I get an amen? amen? All right. So you don't need a comedy message. Although thing, I, lo I love to laugh. I love making people laugh and as often as I can. I want to make you laugh now. 
Well, praise the Lord. That's how you have it. I love making people laugh. I love making people smile. I love it. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. But that's not my main focus. So hear me. When you come into the house of God, turns up just a little bit, Tori, please. Just a little bit. Please understand, okay? When you come into the house of God, you want to do four things. It's time to live. The first, you want to do what? You want to listen. Then you want to do what? Interpret. That is, you're listening in order to understand what is he saying? What are they saying? Listening to understand. Then, once you understand, you want to find something that is of what? Value. Value. Okay, there's something. Okay, I need that. Let me write that down. That scripture, okay, um, let, me, let me write that down. Let me get that. I'm listening for something of value. After that, after service is over, then you want to go outside and what? Experience what has been said. So you've heard a word preached. Now you want to go out and live it. Now you want to go out and live it. Not just for entertainment value. Away with that. I'll throw this microphone out the window right now. If that's all that there is to it. Are you hearing me? No. So you're going to have to grab your Bible. Now, we'll have scriptures, scriptures on the screen for you today uh, to help maximize our time. You're going to have to grab your Bible, grab your pen or your pad because you're in position. That means you're in position. You're ready. You're like a, a like a hind catcher at a game. You're ready to receive what's about to be said. You're ready now. You're ready. You're ready to take you're ready to get it in, ready to take it in. Are you hearing? Like a hind catch, you know, the, the pitcher throws the ball to the gentleman on the plate. That's the hind catcher or the catcher. I call it the hind catcher. It's called hind catcher, isn't it? Catcher, since we keep saying it's catcher, so we're going to, we'll agree to disagree. You can look, you can Google it later. You can Google it later. If I'm right, then you go to Sister Wade and say, hey, Pastor's right. <laughs> if she was right, don't come to me. <laughs> that's how that's going to roll. How about that? <laughs> yes, I know mother-in-law was always right. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, y'all ready to get into the rich word of the Lord today? I'm so glad to be back with you. Last week, we were not here. I'm thankful for uh, Minister Nelson holding down the service today, that Sunday. Give God a hand of praise for him and his ministry. Thank God for all of you that participated in that service as we were in Opelika, Alabama, uh, bringing forth the rich word of the Lord. I did uh, upload a two-minute clip of that service, so if you want to see it, just go to the Facebook page and blah, blah, blah. All right, here we go. Y'all ready? All right. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I am here today. I will be speaking today. <laughs> Some people did have that question, Amanda, whether so. In case I forgot to answer you, I will be here today. I will be speaking today. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Praise Jesus. All right. All right. Y'all ready to go? All right. Let's go. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus mighty name for this day and for this things for this time and opportunity that that you've given us to gather around your rich word. Lord, we pray that this time will be fruitful. Lord, we pray that uh, you'll, uh, you will give us the anointing to live the, that is the anointing to listen and to interpret and to find things of value and then to go out and experience what we've just heard for what good is it Lord to learn all the secrets of health and we don't go out and put them in practice. What good is it we learn all the things concerning the spiritual world and we don't go out and put them into practice? It becomes no good to us. So, Father, I pray today that you will help us to live, to, that is to, uh, to listen, to interpret, to value, and to experience what you are saying henceforth and forevermore. We love you today, Father, in Jesus' name. Let your heart say amen. 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 Did y'all get that? Amen. Amen. All right, all right, all right. So every time you come in, that's what Pastor's going to ask. Going to make sure that you that you're ready. I'm going to put it to you every time. This time I kind of caught you unaware. So, but next time I'm going to put it to you. Turn your name, and tell him he's going to put it to you. That's right. 
Now, we've already, uh, in your bulletins, there's already a place on the back of it for you to take notes, if you like, on, on the back of your bulletins. Uh, and you can do that temporarily until you get yourself, until you buy your own pad, something to write in. There's something about writing. There's something about writing. So you are free to, uh, to write on your bulletins on the back of that. That's great. Uh, but you do that temporarily until you go out and get your own pad, your own tablet, and you have your own notebook full of notes that you have where you have heard the word and you put them in practice. Then you can go back and say, did that. I got the fruit of that. I found that to be true. Are you hearing? Amen. I heard amen from Deaconess. <laughs> Anybody else? Amen. All right. All right. You even got one from Linda back there. Let's go and get started. Revelation 12. Revelation 12. We're going to speak from the subject today of accused. This is part three of the series that is entitled A New Life. Last time we were together, we spoke from the subject of dismissed. So make sure you get a copy of that if you have not uh, gotten a copy so that you can hear the word and glean from that word. Amen. All right. Revelation 12. We're going to go on. Revelation 12. I'm going to read to you uh, verses uh, 7 through 12. We went through quite a bit last week. We won't go over that again. Some things I will go over, but not much. We're going to go forward today. Revelation 12. I'm going to read to you out of the King James Version. Uh, Revelation 12 verses number 7 through 12. And it reads like this. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast what out that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast what? He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Verse 10. And I heard a, a sound or rather a loud voice uh, saying in heaven. Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser. Say accuser, accuser. for the accuser of our brethren is cast. What? is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Verse 11. And they overcame him. How? By the blood of the lamb. And how? By the word of their testimony. And how? They loved not their lives unto the death. Verse 12. Therefore, rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, uh, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. That's incredible. Even the very, even the, um, the, uh, the last a couple of words in verse number 12 is incredible where it says, for he knoweth he had but a short time. Now, if you understand that uh, angels, uh, these are spiritual beings that abide in eternity. They are eternal spirits. All right. Man is subject to time. But these are eternal spirits. They live in eternity. So when the devil lost his position, I love that. And we'll see that today when he lost his place. He not only lost his place, but we're going to talk about place in a minute. But he also lost his standing in eternal things. Now he is limited to time. I can jump up and and shout right there. Limited to time. He knows he had a short time. Time is not something uh, that is um, that is really, I guess, uh, found that is not it's not found in eternity because eternity has no time so he lost his place in eternity and is now subject to time wow you see that shortly now we see this here let's go back up for a moment uh to verse number eight verse eight and it says uh well let me go let me read verse seven and eight one more time and it says uh revelation 12 uh, 7 8 says this And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought 
and his angels and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Notice how the word says their place, neither was their place. Say their place. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. There, meaning uh, the dragon, the devil, Lucifer, the devil. His place was not found there. And neither were any of the others that fought with him. None of them that fought on the devil's side have a place now in heaven. None of them do. Now, this is important because the word place here, you can make a note of this. The word place denotes position, power. Uh, also denoting authority, position, power, authority, and habitation. They have lost their, to say that, to, to say that the devil has lost and his fallen angels, to say that he has lost his place uh, means that he has lost his position with God, he has lost power with God, he has lost authority with God, and he's lost his habitation with God. Their place is found no more. In heaven. Now we know that this heaven here speaks of the third heaven. There are three heavens. Go with me, okay? Can you go with me today? Help me. I, I pray that you're praying with me today. And this, as the word of God flows freely, freely, without any, any hindrance whatsoever. Amen? Okay, so we know that there are three heavens. The, the first heaven, of course, is the atmosphere of the earth. Then second heaven is outer space. Third heaven is where the actual throne of God is. That is the heaven of heavens. So when it says his place can no longer be found in heaven, that is speaking of the third heaven, uh, the actual throne of God. Okay. Now the enemy currently resides. Now this is very important for you to understand. He currently resides in the first heaven that is uh in the atmosphere that is the abode of principalities and powers you'll understand that if you look back also in the book of daniel when daniel sought the lord and he prayed god give him an answer and the uh he prayed and he fasted 21 days and he found out why because god has sent the answer the very sent an angel sent and sent an angel with the answer uh, the first time that Daniel prayed on the first day, but we understand that that angel, that answer was withheld by the prince of Persia. That prince of Persia was, was stationed right in the first heaven, the atmosphere. So the answer came from God in the third heaven. This, the answer was dispatched from the third heaven, came through the second heaven, but, went, but he could not reach Daniel in the earth because he was withstood in the first heaven. Does that make sense to you? He was held up. He was held up in the atmosphere and the answer could not, go th could not get through until the archangel Michael came and defeated that prince of Persia and then the answer was able to go through. So the enemy has strategically positioned himself really between God the Father and you. Between God the Father and you. This, as we see, is a true definition of spiritual warfare. Now, so that tells you, too, there are many answers that have been released by God and that as you pray, but many of them have been held up, have been held up. And they will be held up until you take authority over those things that are holding them up, push them out of the way so the answer can come down. Daniel abided under the Old Testament. He did not have the Holy Spirit of God living on the inside of him. The lamb's blood had not been shed. He did not have the authority of the name of Jesus to fight against that principality. But you do. Daniel was not called a son of God because uh, you have to be born of God, born again, and be led by the Spirit to be a true son of God. Daniel was not that. He was a good man, but he was not. The Lamb's blood has not been shed, and it was not applied to his life. Daniel was a great man, but he did not have the authority, as you and I have today, in the name of Jesus, to attack and topple over that principality that was holding the blessing. Are you hearing? So let's talk about that word place just for a few moments. I want to I want to show you some things and I want to introduce you to some more things that will help you. So uh, his place was no longer found in heaven. 
for our purposes today, I want you to see that the word place has to do with authority. And you're going to see this is so wonderful. It has to do with authority. Now, listen, heaven is the place of authority. Say with me. Heaven, heaven. is the place of authority. Listen, it is the place where all authorities originate. Jesus commanded the centurion soldier there in Matthew 8 uh, for understanding the principle of authority. Uh, The man said uh, to be in authority, you must be submitted to authority. You must be submitted to or under or in alignment with authority. All true authority. Listen, all true authority emanates from God upon his throne. All true authority emanates from God upon his throne. So if the authority, that is to say the power or the right, right to give orders, to make decisions or to enforce obedience, if that authority is not submitted to under or in alignment with the throne of God, then that authority is illegal and it is unauthorized. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So when a false authority comes up to you and tries to get you to do what it says, understand that it must bow to a true authority. False authorities must bow to a true authority. Now, listen, all true authority here again emanates from the throne of God. You got to see that. Use your Holy Ghost imagination for a moment and see the father sitting upon his throne in heaven. If listen, unless an authority is hooked up to that, it is not valid. And it is also weak, powerless and lame. Are you hearing? Let me show you some things that the Lord Jesus told his disciples. We go to book of Luke, uh, the book of Luke, Luke 10 and verse 19. Listen to what the Lord said here in Luke 10, verse 19 of the King James Version. And it says, behold, I give unto you what power. I give unto you what power. The word power is also interpreted as authority. I give you authority. Only someone that is in authority can truly give authority. He said, I give you power. I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all say all All. and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Are you understanding? Now, the Bible records that Jesus has been given legitimate authority by God. Now, this is important for you to understand, because if you don't understand that you've been given legitimate authority by Christ, that means that you'll try to exercise authority. But if you're not convinced that you have authority, then the one that has false authority will rise up over you and say, you don't have any power. You don't have an authority because you don't understand what you have. Let's go to Philippians, the second chapter, and let's discuss some things as it relates to authority as we continue in the message entitled Accused. And by the way, good morning to our Periscope community. God bless you in Jesus name. Again, Philippians, the second chapter, verses two through 11, it says, wherefore God. Now, this is very particular. I want you to I'm going to ask you a question after we read this and see if you can pick up the answer before I give it to you. Let's see. Wherefore, God also have highly exalted him talking about Jesus. Wherefore, God have have highly exalted him and gave him a what? Gave him a name, which is above what? Every name name. that at the name of who? Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things where under the earth and that every tongue uh, should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to um, Lord uh, to the glory of God the Father. Isn't that wonderful? Now notice something here. The scripture says God has given him a name. Hmm. That's odd, isn't it? Think about that for a moment. God has given him a name. God has given, who is the him? Jesus. God has given Jesus a name. I thought he already had a name. Isn't his name Jesus? 
Bible says God has given him a name, but then he already have a name. And if you look there at verse number 10 again, you'll see that it, let's look at verse 10. It says that uh, at the name of Jesus, verse nine, God says he has given him a name. Verse 10 says he has a name, Jesus. So you may wonder, is God trying to change his name like he did with Abram to change his name to Abraham or or from Jacob to Israel or even in the New Testament, in the New Testament, he changed the name Saul to Paul. Is God trying to give him a new name to to establish a new order, a, a new lineage, a new line? No, what actually he's saying that he is exalting the name of Jesus. He is putting it high. He is adding to that name. Are you hearing? He is adding to that name. Same name, but a different meaning altogether. God has added virtue. He has added power to that name. Remember that name. Who is doing this? God the Father. The one that sits on heaven's throne is empowering the name of Jesus. In other words, he's supercharging that name. Turbocharging that name, if you will. The name of Jesus where is it happening? From his throne. And so the Bible says again, I have given you a name that at that name, when that name is mentioned, knees will bow, tongues will confess. He's given that name supreme authority of things in heaven. Doesn't matter which heaven it is, things in the earth and things under the earth. Meaning that there's no place that you can, that you will go that the name of Jesus does not have power. Because it has been charged from the throne of God. Are you hearing? So let's talk for a moment about the word name. Let's talk for a moment about the word name. Because in a name is everything. In a name is everything. A name is used um, for everything which the name covers. Now hear this. A name is used for everything which the name covers. Everything the fault or feeling of which is aroused in the mind by mentioning, hearing, or remembering the name. Let me say that again. Everything. Say everything. Everything the fault or feeling of which is aroused in the mind by mentioning or hearing the name. Now, you've known some people in your life, you had people in your life, some of them were not very good people. And when you heard the mention of their name, it caused a reaction in you. Don't mention that name in this house. I don't want to even hear their name. Don't even want to hear their name, right? They were not there in the house. They were not even around you. But at the mention of their name, it caused feelings. It brought back memories and thoughts by virtue of only the name. Some of you may have had a bully in high school or something. I pray you didn't. Praise God. But when that name was called, so-and-so is coming, the name came up. We may have gone the other way. Or we may have gotten a beat down from so-and-so. So every time you heard that name, mine, I'll tell you later on. <clears throat> uh, no, I won't say it. All right. So when I heard that name, it did not give me good feelings. Seventh grade. Why y'all making me trying to say it? <sighs> I guess I do, Amanda. I guess I do. Seventh grade. There's a young lady in my seventh grade class. I may want to hold no one, it's out now, it's out now. As I look back on it now, I guess she liked me. She was a lot taller than I was. She was a lot sturdier than I was. Back then, I was really, 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 really skinny. Uh, yeah, I was scrawny in so many, how many words? And now I know that she liked me. She would terrorize me on the playground. She pushed me and this and that and the other. I mean, when I heard her name, her, uh, she may be watching. Well, I'll tell you, her name was Letta. I still remember today. Letta, if you're watching, I love you and I forgive you in Jesus' mighty name. 
I love you. Good feelings. Praise Jesus. But whenever we hear her name called, I didn't get good feelings. I wanted to go the other way. When I heard letter was coming, oh. Because I remember her pushing me and taunting me on the playground. It's tell on the past today again. So when I hear, when I heard her name, it brought up feelings. By the same token, whenever the devil or any of the fallen hear the name of Jesus, it brings up thoughts and it brings up feelings. It brings up thoughts of how he, how Jesus tormented them, of how he overcame them. It brings up thoughts of the moment of how the Lord overcame uh, them when he was hung on the cross and how he got up they could not hold him in the grave how he overcame them how the Jesus himself went down into their house and tore up hell and rescued those that were there the captives and brought them out hallelujah it brings them in remembrance of the authority of God so not only does the name of Jesus have power position rank authority it also when you mention his name it also brings up negative feelings and emotions on the enemy's camp in the enemy's camp are you hearing by the same token for us that love the Lord think about someone that you love and when you hear their name mentioned I'm sure I'm sure Jean will go Diane Diane And he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Someone that you love brings up good feelings. Brings up good feelings. Are you hearing? I could go around the room, but you understand what I'm talking about, right? Bring up good feelings. It's in the name. So again, a name covers, um, let me say it this way. A name is used for everything which the name covers, everything the thought or feeling of which is aroused in the mind by mentioning, hearing, or remembering the name. Now, the word name also talks about uh, one's rank, authority, and interest. So, when you think about the word name, I want you to think about the person. Think about the person's rank or authority. Because all that's in the name. Are you hearing? In particular today, we're talking about the name of Jesus that has been supercharged or uh, turbocharged, if you will, by the Father in heaven. Amen? Now, when you use the name of Jesus, you are using a name that has been granted authority, official, legal, legitimate authority and power from the very throne of ultimate power the throne of God. When you submit to God, that is when you align yourself to him through Christ Jesus, you then have access from, you then have access to the power that flows from God's throne. Understand something. When you use the name of Jesus, you are aligning yourself with the very power and presence of God that flows from his throne. Are you hearing me? Because Jesus is perfectly submitted to the Father. And so that means that the power of God, the authority that Christ has, has been given to him by God, can then flow through you, the believer, because you are linked up with him. So the more you submit to Christ, the more, um, or we can say, the more you align yourself with him, you will receive a manifestation of his power and presence in your life. The Bible says it very clear there in James 4. Let's go to James 4. James 4 verse number 7 says this. This is very key. It says it this way. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will run. He will flee from you. So Jesus officially connects you, connects you to the same power and authority that was given to him through his name. When you use his name, you link in and hook up with the same power and authority that was given to him. Let me say it this way. If I want to go in the food bank 
And if there's resistance in the food bank, if I want to go and get a case of Gatorade. And there are a whole lot of volunteers around. They say, no, you're not getting no Gatorade today. If I go in there under my name, that's one thing. But I go in there and say, I come here to get Gatorade in the name of Linda Ware. (laughs) That name will bring about feelings in some fear. (laughs) And they will back up. And let you have your way because you can't come in the name of authority in the house. Are you getting that? It's in terms of your name, tell them it's in the name. It's in the name. So Jesus has given us access to his name. He gives you his name to use on his behalf to do official kingdom things. And he has given us his name to use. Let's go to um, Matthew uh, 28, verse uh, 18 and 18 through 20. Let me give you this. So y- y'all stay with me today. Amen. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20 says this. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, what? All power. Say all power. All power. I love that. It says all power is given unto who? me in heaven and in earth then he tells the disciples tells us go ye therefore into all rather go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father son and of the holy ghost remember name implies the person the rank and authority he says teaching them to observe all things whatsoever i have commanded you only someone that's truly in authority can command are you hearing me? Amen. And lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. Let's go now to Mark, Mark 16, Mark 16. Let me show you this same uh, commission uh, as written here in the book of Mark, Mark 16, verses 15 through 20. Y'all stay with me today, with me today. Blah, 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 blah. Really informal. Are you hearing me? Verse 15 says, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my what? Name. Name Name implies the person, the rank, and the authority. He said, in my name. In other words, you have been authorized by Christ, the son of God. To use his name. He says in my name. Now the the phrase in my name. Is to be applied to everything that is in this list. In my name. They shall cast out devils. Easy to see how that's possible. How that's true. In my name. They shall speak of new tongues. He gives you the authority. To speak a new language. In my name. They shall take up serpents. In my name, they shall, uh, in my name, if they, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Are you hearing? Verse 20. So then after that, um, after, after the Lord, uh, um, let me start again. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into where? Into heaven. I love that word received. He was received up into heaven. Now, what happened after that? And sat on the right hand of God. Say with me, official authority. He sits at the right hand of God. He has official authority from the throne of God. He is received in heaven. The devil rejected from heaven. Christ received in heaven so far that he sits with the father at the right hand of the father, the place of ultimate power and says, hey, if you need something, just use my name. You want a job over there? Just tell him I sent you. Just use my name. Use my name. It's okay. I give you permission to use my man, my name on your application. Just put me down for reference. Use my name. 
When they see my name on that, that'll get you in the front door. Just use my name. So Jesus said, I've arisen to the place of power now. So church, go forth and use my name. Isn't that awesome? This is why the name of Jesus is under so much attack in the world today. They don't want you to say the name of Jesus. This is why it's so offensive. They don't want to bow. They don't want to confess. So they say, keep it closed. Don't say the name of Jesus because Jesus' name has been supercharged, turbocharged by God. And at his name, these things in the atmosphere must bow. Are you hearing? Oh, this is wonderful. We got to begin to close out here. Now, let's go back to Revelation 12 and 8. Now, we've understood the name and what the name implies. The name implies the person. You can't call the name without thinking about the person. The name implies the person. It talks about rank and it talks about authority. The name implies the person. It talks about rank. It talks about uh, the person, rather, and this rank and authority. Are you with me today? I'm thankful you got that written down. So in verse number eight, it says of uh, Revelation 12, eight, it says, uh, and prevailed not. Neither was their place. That is their position, their power, their habitation was found no more in heaven. Now, I wonder if we can get to one or two more verses because we have so much today that I want you to see. I need you to see this, but I can't give it all to you in one sitting. Listen, the devil Lost alignment with true power. That's what that says. Satan, Lucifer, the archangel, lost his alignment with true power. The same case uh, was this, in the same way uh, Adam and Eve somewhat have lost, lost their true power. They lost it through um, their misalignment, their disobedience. Okay. As long as they were obedient to God, they were in alignment, they had power. They had rule over the earth. But when they sinned, they broke the alignment. And the power or authority that they had been given was lost. Well, the devil came along and he received that power, the power that Adam and Eve was given by God, and he kept it for himself. This may have been a legal transaction. It was crooked and unethical but a transaction nonetheless. The same type of trans, uh, transaction you can find there in um, Genesis 25, verse 33, where Esau, where Jacob really, tricks Esau into giving him his birthright. Esau was coming in uh, after a long day hunting and things of that nature, and he was hungry. Jacob knew he's coming soon, so he made himself a good, some good pottage, some good stew. He was stirring the soup, stirring the soup. Esau comes in and he's famished and he's acting like he's about to die. He, Esau tells Jacob, brother, give me some of that good soup. I'm so faint, man. I'm about to die out here. Give me, just give me a little bit of that soup. Just give me a little bit of that soup. I'd appreciate it. Jacob said, you want some of this? You like the smell? <laughs> yeah, man, it smell good. Give, I'm telling you, man, I'm about to die. If you don't give me some of that, I'm going to die. Okay. All right. Well, just sell me your birthright. Just sell me your inheritance. Just sell it to me, and I will give you this soup. Esau said, Well, what good is my birthright and my inheritance going to do if I'm dead? He said, All right. Well, you want it? Yeah, man. Yeah, okay. He said, All right. Swear to me. Swear to me that you give this to me. All right. He gave it to him. But about later on, he, he figured out, oh, man, he tricked me. The same was the case there with Adam and Eve in the beginning. Uh, the devil said, hey, you can have what you want. Just eat this. Just disobey God. They sold something invaluable to something or something priceless for something that was only worth a few pennies. Are you hearing? So the authority that Adam and Eve had was now given over to the devil from the beginning. Now, let's look at that as we close here in Luke 4, Luke 4, because the devil actually testifies about this. 
Luke 4 uh, and verses 5 through 8. I'm going to read this to you and we'll close with this, I believe. I'm going to read this to you out of the Amplified Bible, the classic edition. Oh, I love the classic edition. An Amplified Bible. Listen to how it reads. It says, then the devil took him, talking about Jesus. This is when the Lord was being tempted on um, what we call mountain temptation. Uh, then the devil took him up to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the uh, habitable world in a moment of time in the twinkling of an eye. And he now I'm saying this is a temptation because Jesus was meant to rule. He's meant to rule. He's a ruler. And so the devil's saying simply, okay, follow me and I'll give you what you want without you having to do all that cross stuff. I'll give you what you want now. This is why it's a temptation. The devil showed him everything, the kings of the world and all that. All right, verse number six. And he said unto him, uh, he said uh, to him, uh, to you, I will give all this power and authority and their glory, all their magnificence, excellence, preeminence, dignity, and grace, for it has been turned over to me. And I give it to whomever, rather, uh, yeah, whomever I will. The devil said, all right, I got it. I handle whoever I want to. Where did he get it from? He had to get it from Adam Eve. That was the official authority that God gave to Adam and Eve. So the devil said, I got it. And I can give it to whoever I want to. Listen to verse 7. Therefore, if you will do homage, here's the price. If you will do homage to and worship me just once, it shall, it shall all be yours. How did the Lord Jesus reply? Jesus replied to him, get behind me, Satan. It is written, you shall do no homage to and worship the Lord your, rather, you shall do homage to and worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Now, what was the big thing about giving homage or worshiping the devil? What was that a big thing? Because in that, the devil was, was saying, if you worship me, Jesus, you will fall under my rule. You will fall under my authority. I will give you my official authority to operate here in the earth. I'll give you all of this. Jesus said, you must be out your mind, Jack. I know where I came from. This is God's official authority that I have. Why would I trade that? Why would I trade a steak dinner for a piece of spam? Why would I trade a fine dinner for a piece of loney? Are you hearing me? So there was a time again that the devil possessed legitimate authority that was obtained from man. And this is what the enemy was offering the Lord Jesus. But according to, as we read, Matthew 28, verse 8 through 20, he doesn't even have that anymore because all power has been given to Jesus. Are you hearing? We'll stop right there today. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Let's stop right there today. Give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, we didn't get to the accused part, but I guess we'll get to it next time. I wanted to make sure that you could get a good understanding. When you say the name of Jesus, although the enemy accuses you, when you say the name of Jesus, you believe it in your heart. Believe it in your heart. You're hooked up to that name. Now, listen, if the name of Jesus doesn't really do anything for you, it's not going to do anything to the enemy when you Amen. try to use it on him. Amen. If it does not arouse feelings in you, if it's just the same of saying, saying Harold, Jesus, Harold, Harold, Jesus, same thing. By the same token, it's not going to do, it's going to have that same effect on the enemy when you use it. Amen. Just like the seven sons of Sceva that tried to cast out that devil in the, um, tried to cast out the devil in that little boy, the young man. He jumped on them. 
who Paul we know, Jesus we know, but who are you? They had the name, but didn't mean anything to them. It has to mean something to you. You have to be submitted to him. And when you're submitted to him, I tell you, those things will bow. I've had firsthand experience. I've seen them bow. I've seen the atmosphere clear when I use the name of Jesus. Glory to God. And in these last days, you're going to need to have the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for the word that you've given us today. Lord, we do pray that every word that you have spoken by your spirit would go deeply in our hearts. Father, we pray that as we go forth out of this place, we will experience the things that you've been talking about. And Lord, that those obstacles that have been holding up our blessings would be cast down. We would cast them down in the mighty name of Jesus. Those things that are holding up our prosperity, those things that are holding up our family, those sickness and and diseases that think they have a right or claim to us, those curses that think they have a right or claim to us, we would see them fall down like lightning as we use the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for giving us your name. We thank you for giving us access to the very power and presence that flows from your throne. Lord, I pray today that we would all be in proper alignment through repentance. That we would all be in proper alignment and receive your will more than we do our very own. As a matter of fact, Father, I pray, as Jesus prayed, let not my will, let not our will, but let your will be. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed today's message right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety, all you have to do is just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org and click on the media button and select today's message. And while you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for the Kingdom Inspirational Video Blog. We're going to send you short inspirational clips that will bless you on a weekly basis. So sign up today right there at KingdomRock.org. That's www.KingdomRock.org. And if you're in the Bremen area, come on and stop by and visit us in a live service. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. Remember, Sunday morning is at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night starts at 7 o'clock. We'll be so glad to see you. Well, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. See you soon.